Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Everyone's yeah. a one of a kind. We record it every single time. It's true. And this time, we're back inside. We are. We have returned yeah. to the four-walled structure that we call our studio. Yeah, and for how windy it was, the uh, outside one, not bad. Yeah, I agree. Very surprised. Yeah, maybe we'll take that. We'll make more of that more of a thing, maybe. I mean, Take maybe the podcast on the road. Maybe we'll do or something just outside somewhere where maybe there'll be some supernatural entity we're looking for around. Yeah, or just some more coyotes. Yeah, um, well, impromptu outdoor session. Yeah, it was nice. It worked out good. It worked out well. Yeah, I think so. But tonight we're getting back to our we regularly are. scheduled programming. Absolutely. With that, you know nothing about. Nope, I know <laughs> nothing about. Nope. I mean, unlike last week when. I really didn't know what I was even going to tell you. That was a double surprise. But yeah, hey, surprises all around. It's true. Yeah, here we are, back to the structure where I am going to be told the tale. Yeah, and I do not know where it will take me. Well, it's going to take you to Scotland. Amazing. Uh, and I cannot pretend to be a an expert in Scotland, Scottish history, by any means. Sure, you could uh, pretend, and I could just go along with it. Yeah. Somebody else would know that I'm full of shit, though. I One or two people. Yeah. So, but we are going to the land of Scots. Scott land. Oh, is that what that means? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, during the 17th century, uh, the king of Scotland... And England. Uh, I could be wrong on that because I, like I just said, not an expert on this history. That's right. But he was trying, whoever it was, the king was trying to unify Scotland. Okay. And he believed the key to Scottish unification was for everybody in Scotland to worship the same way. Always a fun thing to do to a whole country. Yeah. So... I forget which side was which, but I, there were some Protestants on one side and Episcopalians on the other. It okay. was like divided north and south. Okay. So the Protestants, I think, were getting the boot. They were like, no, no, no. Uh, everybody's going to be this. Okay. Which, again, just always a cool thing to do to any nation or country at any point in history. Right. What if you all just had one religion and we made you have it? Yeah. Why don't you just mind your business? And well, luckily that stuff is in the past. 
Huh. Yep. Nope. It's oh. just historical relics of a different time. Cool. Yeah. Very <laughs> cool. But the uh, it was a bit, James the Second was the king, I think. Okay. Um, yep. So the people of Scotland uh, ended up, you know, not wanting to do that. They wanted to worship their own way, and it's a surprise. They ended up signing a covenant. There's a group of these Scottish people that their religion, they go by covenanters, actually. Okay. Um, so they ended up, I guess a bunch of them ended up signing like a treaty thing that they said they, they were not going to assimilate to whatever religion the king was trying to okay. force on everybody. They're going to still do their own thing. Yeah. Okay. And they met at the Greyfriar Kirkyard to sign this document and show their support for it, all that stuff. Let's just say that didn't go over well. No, the king didn't like that? No, he's trying to unify the kingdom. And they just said no to him. And he's the king. So he wasn't a fan. Now, again, so usually... this next period in... Yeah. Uh, Scottish history is called the killing time. <laughs> and what what were they doing there? Well, they were killing <laughs> was, a bunch of people. Oh. <laughs> so religious wars broke out. Again, saying no to the king also works out well. It all goes fine. And I I couldn't find like exactly how many people died, but it was thousands sure. in religious wars. So, Always a good reason to go to a war. It all tracks. At one point, though, uh, 1,200 prisoners were taken. Okay. And they were transported to Edinburgh. All right. They were there in... Then they they were imprisoned, and they were treated horribly. Uh, From what I can tell, the guards had free reign to just... Beat them whenever they wanted. It just keeps getting better. I saw a video that said that they were forced to just lie flat on the ground while uh, bowmen patrolled. And if they saw you like lift your head up or move or anything, they just shot you. Oh, great. Uh, They were not treated well. They ended up, I think only a hundred of them survived till like the end of their imprisonment, and then they were just executed anyways. Uh, ah, that's good. Well, because because the uh, you know the um, I was gonna say the torture, but like the cruelty is the point. That's the point. Yeah, I think if you had empathy back hundreds of years ago. You're probably just dead. You probably just killed yourself because the world's a horrible place <laughs> and you're just feeling too many horrible emotions and you just jump off a cliff. Just and you're... ran by crazy people yeah. that just want to murder everything. Most likely drunken crazy people. Yeah. Out of their minds. No one's thinking. Everybody's killing. Everybody's killing. 
Rumor has it it was called The Killing Time. Yep. That's what Wikipedia called it. <laughs> Guy would say this watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's Killing Time. What time is it? Hmm. Killing Time. Killing Time. Well, the guy that oversaw a lot of the all these prisoners, basically, was called, his name was George McKenzie of Rose. How? 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, he was a Scottish, uh, not royalty, really, but like, what's the word I'm looking for? Jerk. Sure, that works. He was a Scottish <laughs> jerk. He was a royal jerk. He ended up acquiring the name uh, Bloody George McKenzie. That's better. And yeah, that's not an easy title to get when your whole history is kind of bloody. Right, this guy stands out. Oh my god. Yeah, let's call this guy Bloody. He's really out there. He's wild. Did you hear what he did? I can't stop hearing about what he did. Yeah. Well, people weren't well, some people were fans. Others were not fans. And anyways, eventually he died. As you do. The area of the graveyard where his, where he's interred is called the Covenanter's, Covenanter's Prison. There you go. At Greyfriars Cemetery. All right. Huh. That's funny. The article that I just pulled up yeah. says that it, that is... Edinburgh is Ireland's capital. I'm pretty sure that's not right. Mm. It's, it, it's definitely it's, not right. Is it on the internet? It is on the internet. Because whatever's on the internet is a proven fact. Okay, well. Because some, some people are going to have... Well, isn't, somebody, isn't, some people are going to be upset, I think. Isn't Dublin the capital of, like, Scotland? Scotland? Yeah. Isn't that how it uh, works? Yeah, it's, totally. Obviously. Is that, I mean... I think they just trade every couple of years or so. Like, yeah, yeah, they switch them over. Yeah. It's like... But so he is interred in a uh, mausoleum in the Covenanters prison at Greyfriars Cemetery. So he's interred where amongst the area where he committed all his atrocities or oversaw them. Well, they say if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. So mm-hmm. why don't you just be buried in the place you work? That sounds like a real fun thing to do. Could be. Mm. So that's that's where he's buried. Okay. Nothing too much to say about. No, that. it all stick. It all checks out, he, right? He, he died. I don't know, a long time ago. And for the most part, this cemetery was fine for a long time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Then. Now we got to take a little sidetrack here. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but Edinburgh, Edinburgh, whatever you want, however you want to say it, Edin- Edinburgh, Edinburgh is how I've been Edin- saying it. Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, it's basically a giant cemetery city. It's just okay. built upon hundreds, the, the thousands, thousands of, of corpses, deceased, like <laughs> corpses. Yeah, it's just yeah, deceased Scots built upon and ladies, and then buried, and then built upon, and then buried, and I mean, it's just something to talk about in itself, which is not what I'm trying to do in this episode. But still, you do need to be aware that right. there's tons of people buried inside the city, great, or underneath it, great. 
So in 1999. Oh, geez. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Uh, the story goes that there was a homeless man who was trying to maybe get out of the rain or, I don't know, trying to do some illicit substances. Maybe Interesting. do a little grave robbing. It's not entirely certain. He's doing something, though. He's doing something. He was creeping through the Covenanter's prison in the cemetery. Yeah. And he saw the door to the Black Mausoleum was maybe hanging open a little bit. Oh, well, it's got a roof. Mm-hmm. So, seems like a place to lay low. Yeah, just jump in there, sure. Mm-hmm. So he entered. And then the mausoleum, from my understanding, is just... Like on the ground level, I guess there's some stairs that go down, and there's like six caskets down there. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So I guess he went down there, or, yeah, I guess he went down there, because that's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, Just maybe to get further away from the entrance, get further away from the weather. He didn't want the guard going, coming around. Uh, Right. But he decided to go down there. And fell through the floor into a corpse pit of plague uh, victims. A corpse pit? Yeah, because they used to just mass bury people that died of yeah, the, the Black Death. Yeah, plague, yeah. So he fell through the floor. Great. He was already in the mausoleum. Right. And so just fell into a mass grave. Again, layers upon layers of dead people. Mm-hmm. And he went tearing out of there, absolutely freaked out. I guess the t- uh, cemetery watchman heard screaming and found the mausoleum door open and then found all the destruction inside. Yeah, a giant hole. Yeah. So then he had to climb his way out of there? Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how horrible I do, that would he, be? Yeah, you're amongst bodies. So then do, do you, like, stack any bodies? Because if it's a fall, you might not be able to lift yourself up. Yeah, so I do don't you know stack, how, Do you how, pile, like, as you're crying and screaming, do you stack, like, the corpses and try to make yourself, like, a... A corpse a, ladder? A corpse ladder to climb out of the corpse pit? I don't know, because I don't know how far he fell into it. I'm not entirely certain how that is. Even if just falling through the floor and, and then you're like, oh, shit, I've just yeah. fell knee-deep into corpses, Jesus. that's still a bad time. These people are not alive. Mm-hmm. They've been dead for a long time. Very time. Very long time. And do they have... Oh, is there any... What kind of sick shit? Yeah. Disease. What am I breathing in? What kind of corpse dust am I breathing in with what kind of bad, bad stuff in there? Can't be good. No, not good. Who knows? People used to walk through the cemetery all the time. Yeah. It was just a thing. It was open. Like I said, Edinburgh is a big cemetery. It's open. It's a park. Yeah. Uh, It's not open. Oh, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then... A couple of years later, this is a fun one. <clears throat> this is from The Guardian. It's a 2004 article, April 24th. Uh, Sonny Devlin, 17, of Edinburgh, and a 15-year-old boy who cannot be named for legal reasons, took the skull from the mausoleum of Sir George mm. Bloody Mackenzie and mm. played with it on the grounds of Greyfriars Kirkyard. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Okay. Uh, this youth, is just something we do. The youths were charged under ancient legislation used to prosecute Edinburgh's 
uh, notorious 18th and 19th century grave robbers. I was going to say, it has to be a grave robber law. It was the first time for over 100 years that anybody had been accused of violation of sepulcher. Oh my god, man. Imagine just being in high school, fucking around, and you're charged. No one's committed your crime in 100 years. Yeah, uh, the court said it was a gruesome and revolting offense. Uh, they just, were they playing like soccer with his head? They were. Just That's kicking him around. Doing. Is that what they were doing? Just kicking him around? Yeah. Knocking him around. Did you say they were kicking him around? Yes. Yeah. Well, did? okay. I didn't yet, I don't think. But, okay. Uh, That's just immediately what, not that I would, if I had a human skull gets, in my position. Better, oh, well, how could it get worse? Great. So, uh, the court said they caused around 10,000 pounds worth of damage. What do you mean? Is that how much the skull's worth? Uh, the doors of the uh, the Mackenzie Mausoleum were forced open. Oh, no. And the mummified head of a male corpse cut off with a penknife. Oh, my God. Devlin then put his fist into the neck and talked to the head like a glove puppet. He was later caught after returning to the graveyard to show off to a girl who did not believe his claim they had broken into the tomb. What? He made the dead man's head a Muppet? Yep. Oh, my God. And he did it. Girl didn't believe him. So takes it again to show her? Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, and the other kid was, like, standing to watch while he was playing soccer or something with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Imagine playing soccer and doing a header with a head. That'd be cool. Bouncing a skull off your head? Mm-hmm. Headbutt? A... I like the idea that he just took like some someone's actual yeah, an skull actual person and yeah. just made a puppet with it. Like, Can you imagine? I'm bloody George McKenzie. Just like at the height of George's power and like killing all these prisoners and stuff, if he would have ever fathomed in a couple hundred years, the little boy would just be fucking <laughs> around with his dead head. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. well, I don't. We don't know if it was him or not, but okay, there's somebody in his mausoleum, and there's only a few. It sounds like he's one in six in there. So, regardless, right? One in six. I mean. Regardless, it was a human who had another human skull on his hand playing games. So part of the reason they may have done this as a dare is because after that unfortunate guy who fell through, yeah, uh, something seemed to start haunting the area. So these boys may have been trying to show off. Sure. Trying to really, you know get something to brag about i don't know yeah i used a human skull as a puppet yesterday what did you do read a book oh lame boring pretty uncool yeah i play with human remains yeah like a badass such a badass. i showed this girl and then i got arrested because i was a badass <laughs> what can i say i'm a bad boy yeah i'm tough you gonna send to juvie what'd you do <laughs> no you just got put on probation that's oh. fine I had a puppet show with human remains. Oh my god! No, chicks but, dig it. But no, this... they don't. <laughs> they probably not. Well, I mean, probably not. I don't know if I don't know what teenage girl. I mean, it I mean, was we'll... two thousand four is a different time. All right, we'll just say that. Yeah. Oh, that's radical. That's what emo people... times. That's what people talked in two thousand four. Radical, dude. Yeah, totally. That's so gnarly. It's not like we weren't this age. Right? <laughs> it's just that time period we lived through. That's what I mean. You don't remember? Yeah. That's how we used to talk all the time. All the time. Yeah. Totally. It's like, well, this isn't that, uh, that smoke in, because we quote The Mask, that recent movie that came out in 2004. 
what? <laughs> Smoking. I think you're in the wrong decade. Well, maybe maybe I'm just breaking free from space time. I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> All right. I knew the mass was not in 2004 to those listening. He didn't. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. But yeah, it starts getting a reputation as being haunted. And pretty intense hauntings. Because people are starting to, people that are walking through, yeah. like I said, the cemetery's open. People yeah. will just walk through it. Okay. Um, I haven't been there, I don't think. But the the black mausoleum is what they start calling uh, Bloody McKenzie's uh, mausoleum. And these are... They think the hauntings are coming from there. And it didn't start, and seemingly didn't start yeah. until that guy fell through. I mean, he pissed off a lot of potential un, un, um, unrestful spirits. Mm-hmm. And then it started being haunting, and people would come out of there with scratches on them. Ugh. Or bruises, mm-hmm. or they would feel something pull their hair, push them. No, that's good. Yeah, so then things started getting pretty violent. And you can find pictures of people that are scratched up. And some of them are pretty bad looking. Like one guy, so he was on a ghost tour because obviously that became a thing. Like, Right. Go on these haunted tours. Like, I'm sure this portion of Scotland's already got a bunch of haunted areas. So it's probably been a thing for a long time. Right. Not like it seems to be a lot of new places popping up. Not new places, but new haunted tours, right? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. But Scotland, this area specifically, seems to have always had, you know, this kind of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So people would go on tours and they would get scratched, they'd get pulled. People would faint sometimes. They'd feel oppressive weights, like people pushing them and it was pretty intense yeah it sounds bad yeah so they started calling uh it the mckinsey poltergeist got it so because they believed it was the the vengeful or angry spirit of george mckinsey because he was always such a horrible evil right. person i mean he yeah he reigned in terror when he was alive, so now he's, if he's an incorporeal spirit, mm-hmm. that's not going to work out well for anybody around. And he's trapped in an area known for his bloody reign, if right. you want to call that. Like, he created trauma, which creates spirits, and then his body is entombed where he created the trauma. That's some, like, circular level, circular layers and levels of... that's how you of, manifest things, it's yeah. set for a, a large... Big manifestation. I would say so. Powerful. That's the better word. Right. Yes. Yeah. Pure power. Yeah. So it it's pretty bad. Poltergeist stuff. Um, it's not so much people seeing things, but I did see some people that said they see like a black form seems to walk around the cemetery. But for okay. the most part, I didn't see a whole lot of that. That seemed like kind of an outlier. Sure. But 
people a lot of people get scratched a lot of people feel things or are injured in some sort so much so that this article is death by ghost did mckinsey poltergeist kill colin grant in edinburgh did he uh so in november 1999 so this is you know after the guy had fallen through and the Things started getting getting bad. Um, Colin Grant was a spiritualist, and he performed an exorcism in Greyfriars Kirkyard. Why? Because just, just to try and get rid of it, just to do yeah. do the thing. Yeah, because be trying to be the good guy. People were thinking it seemed demonic. Yeah, and so he stood in front of the press, waved a candle, and cross and had the bible yeah and he said that he cast out all the trapped spirits that had been tormented and stuck here for centuries that's so many spirits that's overload as the exorcism was wrapping up uh witnesses saw a dark shadow glide across a window that's fine of the church it's totally fine and even though the church was locked and no one was inside, it, they even caught it on a photo. What? Uh, it's hard to really see what it is. It looks sure. like maybe shoulders and a head kind of peeking through, but it's pretty. It's one of those. Yeah, it's. But they said they saw it moving, and he happened to just snap a pick and got it. Um, and it looks like it's inside, so it doesn't look like a shadow or anything like that, because it's not broken up by, like, there's a cross frame or, like, beams in the window. Okay. So, um, so he did the exorcism, though, and so after he wrapped up that, uh, a lot of the people there said they suddenly got the feeling that they were being watched or something that was something was touching them and then a lot of them came away with cuts and scratches on their faces oh my god uh one person said it felt as though there were a hand over my mouth i couldn't see anything she said and then i started to feel faint the next thing i knew i was sitting on the ground everyone was asking if i was all right but i was really confused next morning i woke up with a bruise on my left cheek and my neck i couldn't believe it as i was not aware of hurting myself when i fainted i started feeling it must have been something to do with a ghost so the exorcism seemed ineffective because things like that continue to happen and continue to this day to happen i almost Um, just pissed it off which was my concern mm mm-hmm so Colin Grant in 1999 had expressed that he began fearing that this thing would hurt him somehow. It was, he yeah. was like scared of it. That's what I was worried about. And he ended up dropping dead of a heart attack while conducting a seance at a clairvoyant shop. I mean, he made himself public enemy number one to bloody George. Mm-hmm. So people, some people don't know if they think it's 
George or not, though. Sure, it could just be a spirit. It could be a spirit, or it could have been something, like you said, like all that manifestation right. stuff. It could have made something. Yeah, people think some people think that it's demonic, whatever is living in this graveyard. Yeah. Some people think it's the venge, like the angry, bloody Mackenzie. Sure. Yeah, still stuck there, still striking out at people. I mean, you almost, you almost could extrapolate it and get real weird because it's the same spot. Like, what if there was something demonic influencing the human behavior that led to the killings in the graveyard, and it's still just there? Yeah, well, that's an interesting. And maybe it, maybe it was, you know, satiated, and it was like done. Now, when the guy fell through the hole, he just pissed it off, and then it's like, well, it's time to go now, bitches. Mm-hmm. Back at it. So for a long time, this cemetery was unlocked and just open to go into. But after these events, at the turn of the century... Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God, what a way to phrase it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, they started locking it, though. Makes sense. Because people were getting hurt. and they can't be trusted. There might be a demon there. People are playing soccer with skulls Human and skulls. So who knows what? Maybe, it's a that, whole variety maybe show. that kid got possessed by something. That could be. Um, oh my god! Just the undead variety show. We got some sports. We got some theater. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I lost my train of thought. Mm. But yeah, so people are still getting hurt there, and the Black Mausoleum is still. You can go on tours there, though. They do. I think weekly tours, daily okay. tours. Sure. Um, I mean, it makes sense that they would close it. They do more on like Halloween and stuff, but it's no longer open unless you have a tour. Like, from what I'm understanding, it's a little bit of a drive for me, so I couldn't check on it. But, sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might take a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's gas is expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, people are still getting injured in there. I actually watched a video of a guy did like a investigation, just a YouTube video. It wasn't like Mr. Baggins or whatever that guy's oh, name man. is. Oh man, yeah, um, what a guy! It wasn't like anything like that. It was just a guy on YouTube wanted to do document his trip there and like him and a couple friends and his dad and they like had thermal imaging and they caught something weird on thermal okay like you couldn't really tell what it was yeah then his one friend she like sat on the mausoleum and was just like uh you know messing around and then yeah she's like oh, i got off and then they went home went their separate ways and then he got a call and he shows up to her place and she's got scratches on her and bruises and she's like kind of freaked out yeah. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Maybe, well, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say I wouldn't, if I'm there, I wouldn't actually taunt the spirit. No. I probably would. Why not? And then we'll see what happens. Just get the, your ass beat. I just explode. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. What happened? He taunted Bloody McKenzie. Yeah, he told his corpse to suck it. He went home and he explodes. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's not great. Yeah. So that's uh, the McKinsey Poltergeist, or the Black 
uh, mausoleum or both or none of the above because whatever it is maybe just uses that as a home yeah you almost want to think it's just you know something from the area you know what i mean it's something beyond the human suffering and maybe even not to not to excuse humans who cause suffering but if we're going to play in this world you know maybe there's something there that's specifically evil that demanded these things all right good and like i said Edinburgh is uh, just a giant graveyard itself. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it's something even older. Just been lurking. Which is just always scary. It's just the scariest. Mm-hmm. This thing existed before man inhabited this land. Well, good. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. Just surrounded by mass graves. Nothing yeah. good is doing there. No. Living there. It's like he's collecting toys. Mm-hmm. He's collecting just dead. He's like, I need more dead people. Yep. Bring more dead people. What if I make these humans make more dead people? Ah, it's great. Collect the whole set. Mm-hmm. So many different models. Bring mine They're in. all Scottish, though. I mean, he's, you know, he's just, he likes where he lives. He's not going to move. Yeah. He's comfortable there. Yeah. He's been there since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Give me these souls. Yeah, soul collector. Bone collector. I don't know. Soul collector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have a lot of fun with that. Corpse collector. Corpse collector. He's just a collector of dead things. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, and then somebody messed up like one of his cool display cases. He got pissed. Yeah, maybe. Right? <laughs> right? It's a weird way to think of it, but yes. And then somebody ripped apart like one of his favorite toys. He's like, I can't... It's one of a kind. Mm-hmm. They made one model of that guy. Right. He did a lot. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with his fiction? His story? He killed all these people. Mm-hmm. I had him. And you're like, oh, I'm a dead I'm playing with his head. Mm-hmm. That's just like the puppet voice I assume anyone would make if they're... Sounds like a Muppet, kind of. Basically. Yeah. The other alternative is, oh, I killed all these people. That's probably why the girl wasn't impressed. Yeah, maybe. She's like, nah, I'm actually a big Muppet fan. Yeah, oh. Hmm. No, never mind. I can't do a Kermit the Frog voice, but imagine that voice coming out of a dead man's head. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, no! Yeah. But yeah, some something to check out. That'd be cool. It does sound cool. I don't know if I'll get to Scotland anytime soon, but... It'd be nice. Would be nice. We'll see what's going. World's at a stable place, so mm-hmm. you know, totally. It would be good though. I'd love to go over there. Yeah, I've been there before, but awesome. I was pretty young. Yeah, family vacation. So sure. I don't really remember exactly where we went. I think we went to Edinburgh Castle. There you go. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe I walked right past it. You could have. Probably did. I mean, I don't know what year that would have been. I might have been there around 99. Who knows? No, it had to be later than that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know when. So, there you go. There you go. Hell yeah. All right. What was the name of the uh, the cemetery again? And the uh, the actual apparition, allegedly? The McKinsey Poltergeist. McKinsey, thank you. The name escaped me. Or the Covenant, Covenanter's Prison. There you go. Portion of the Kirk Greyfriar Kirkland 
Kirkyard, not Kirkland. (laughs) 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 You know, what can you do? Yeah. I probably shouldn't ask the McKinsey Spirit to email us. I probably don't think I don't think I want that thing to reach out. Can probably stay over there. I mean, you can email us. Just all right. You know, if you want to tell me about your collection, let us know. Yeah. Rudenford Podcast at the gmail.com. Um, anchor.fm slash weird and feared. Leave us a voice message. Support us on the patreon.com slash weird and feared for a behind the veil bonus content. And leave us a review on the iTunes. We definitely appreciate that. Yes, we do. That helps a lot. Gets uh, gets the eyes and the prize. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. And again, if you're a ghost, just be like, hey, what's up? I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. Hello. Hello. Five stars. <laughs> Honestly, that would be the best <laughs> review. If someone can please leave the review exactly how Zach said it. <laughs> ghost. <laughs> and then give it five stars, but also type out five stars. Five stars. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, watch out for falling into corpse pits. Yeah, don't go into any mausoleums. No. And when I say stay safe, I mean... Don't fall into corpse pits. That's actually what I've been talking about whenever I've said that. Yeah. Just stay safe. I thought that was a given. Yeah, yeah, me too. Just for those, not quick on the uptake. Mm -hmm. But uh, all right, guys, stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. (laughs) 